This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I I worry, and this is why the whole Juan Soto discussion has sort of driven me nuts. I want to make something clear. I'm not telling you what the Nationals should do. I'm telling you what they haven't done. And what they haven't done is trade with the New York Mets. So for anybody who says, oh, shut up, Evan, of course they trade in the division. Based on what? Like, seriously, based on what? When has Mike Rizzo made a deal with the New York Mets? When's that happen? We mentioned it a few weeks ago. It doesn't happen. So I'm not even wasting our time with Juan Soto. Here's what I'll tell you. I'm not convinced he trades Josh Bell to the Mets. I'm not. I was about to say. Or, or even Nelson Cruz at that point. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, the Nationals and this general manager... They don't want to help a team in the division. And you can argue all you want saying that doesn't make sense, Evan. Why do they care about Josh Bell? I'm not disagreeing that it's stupid. Like, I remember when the Mets were out of it, they were selling Beltron. There was a rumor that the Braves were interested. And you know how much I hate the Atlanta Braves. I remember saying very, very casually and calmly to Beningo on the air, if the Braves make me the best offer, I will trade Beltron's ass to Atlanta. I'm a rebuilding team. I don't care. I, I preferably don't want the Braves to win the World Series, but I will never cut my nose off despite my face or whatever the phrasing is. So personally, I'm not arguing with anyone out there who says it's dumb for the Nationals to not trade in the division. I agree. It's dumb. All I'm telling you is I have no evidence to believe that all of a sudden Mike Rizzo is going to wake up and say, I'll make a trade with the Mets. Ho, ho, ho. Really? When has that happened? So forget Juan Soto. I'm not even talking about Juan Soto. I'm talking about Josh Bell, who I think would be a great fit for this team. I am not convinced that this doofus in Washington is willing to make any kind of trade with the New York Mets. All right. With that said, what, they, what if it's, go ahead. What if it, last, yes. lastly, what if it Josh Bell and Patrick Corbin? No. You think that'll happen? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Listen, my only interest in taking back Patrick Corbin is if that gets me Juan Soto. And by the way, I would trade everything in my farm system for Juan Soto. And I wouldn't hesitate. I, I, I swear to God, because 
the availability of a player like this is so rare. He is such an incredible talent, such a special talent, that there is not a human being in my farm system that would cause me to hesitate. So as much as it may sound nuts to say, you're going to trade Alvarez and Mauricio and Vientos and this and that. Dude, it's Juan Soto. You have a chance to get him. You trade whatever it takes to get him. With that said, I stand by my belief that the Nationals will never, ever, ever trade him inside the division. It's just never going to happen. But hey, Med fans, for our own mental sake, thank God they won this finale because in conjunction with the Braves losing to the Angels, that half-game lead, that inevitability. My dad even texted me Sunday morning. Uh, this is our last day in first place. Not only do we get another day in first place, we were able to add to the lead and get it back to a game and a half. With that said, there's a ton of games against the Braves. They got a four-game series in Atlanta. They got a five-game series at City Field. They're going to play the Braves over a two-week period of time or, yeah, about a two-week period of time, nine times. Like, they're going to play them nine out of 15 or nine out of 16 games. It's insane. So there's obviously going to be tons of head-to-head. It's all after the trade deadline. So whatever additions the Braves make, whatever additions the Mets make. But now, Met fans, I want to give you a brief reminder because this is going to be an emotional week. We all know it. We all know what the Subway Series is like and how obnoxious Yankee fans can be to us and how douchey Yankee fans can be to us. And so I understand that Tuesday night at City Field is going to feel like the postseason. I acknowledge that. Will I be heavily into every game? Of course. Will I be at City Field every single night for these games? Of course. Am I pumped up that Buck Showalter announced that Max Scherzer is going to go on regular rest and pitch the Wednesday game? Absolutely. With all of that said, all right? With all of that said, these games only matter in terms of our pennant race. That's it. It's like if we were playing the Marlins. It's like if we were playing the San Diego Padres. In fact, I could argue this is even less relevant because there's no tiebreakers. There's no we're battling with them for a playoff spot. There's none of that. So, yes, in the moment, these games are going to feel like World Series games. They're going to feel like postseason games. There's going to be a ton of trash talk. Yankee fans are going to be extra douchey if they win. If the Mets win, they will tell us it's our World Series. I'm used to it. I've seen it all. I've experienced all these interleague games since they started back in 1997. But I think we all need to take a big deep breath together, okay? It's not that big of a deal. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's not. Doesn't mean we aren't going to act that way in the moment. Don't shake your head at me off. You know I'm right. Like, it really isn't that. It's a, it's, it matters in terms of the pennant race because every game is going to matter in terms of the pennant race. It is. They're going to go to Miami this weekend. Those games are going to matter because of the pennant race. You can't tell me that when the smoke clears and we're past the emotion that these games really matter more than any other game they play. Evan, Evan, you don't live in a split household. <laughs> you don't have a split family. This is ridiculous. Again, I, I told you before we started the podcast, my son JD was sitting there laughing as Edward Diaz had to come out in the ninth inning last night, uh, tonight or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you you have no, you have nothing in this race. You have right. nothing to gain off of this. If you're going to go kill and, and laugh if Edward Diaz blows this, go upstairs, go to, go to sleep. 
if it's if it's a Yankees, it's a different situation. You can gloat, and if that happens, I, I can't I, deal I, with that. Like Pete, I, in my household, Pete, I totally good. understand what you're saying, but I stand by everything I just said. All that, what you described as emotion, what you described as trash talk, what you described as, look, what I'm going to deal with. I got to work with fake Yankee fan Craig Carton. I got to talk to Big Mac. I got to hear from Brandon Tierney, your host. I got to hear from Yankee fans. I know that it sucks. Like, I I get it. Like, I'm not arguing that it's not going to sting. I'm just saying, if we take a deep breath, this really doesn't matter. Like how you feel that night when JD is talking trash to you or how I feel when Craig is talking trash to me, it's just emotion in terms of what these games mean. They're just all the same in terms of winning this division, which is the ultimate goal. And I know a lot of Met fans are listening to me right now. It's like, shut up, you're wrong. We got to beat the Yankees. Look, I want to beat the Yankees. I get it. I want to win these two games. I want to be the one to pound my chest. But we just have to remind ourselves that it, it just doesn't matter. Like, by the time we get to Thursday when the Mets and Yankees are off, by the time we get to Friday and it's Mets-Marlins, it's two games that occurred at City Field on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And by the way, not to put more pressure on us, it appears like it's going to be Taiwan Walker against Jordan Montgomery in the opener, which I'd give Ty the slight edge. Ty's had a better year, as good as Montgomery's been. And then... The Wednesday night game, unless there's some kind of change, is going to be Max Scherzer against Domingo Herman. I mean, the pressure's on us, we, especially that second game. Like, we better pound Domingo Herman. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We better we, we have to have a, a lead still in the division at least by, by Thursday, going into Thursday. Like, you can't, you have to split the series. No, well, yeah, no, I mean, you have to <laughs> look uh, strictly from a, Hey, it's Max Scherzer against Domingo Herman on a Wednesday night. They at minimum need to split the series, but I, I, I don't look at as much as I don't want to drop the second place. And it felt like that was a possibility going into Sunday. I don't look at, and I know Joe has said this to me and other Met fans have said this to me. Once we fall out of first place, it's over. We'll never see it again. I don't believe that. And as much as last year scarred me, and there are these weird similarities we try to tell ourselves from last year to this year, I don't think this team is similar. I really don't. I I don't think that just because the Braves have risen, which is similar in their end, I don't think this feels the same. I mean, the Mets are 22 games above 500. Like, let that sink in. They're 20, despite all the struggles, despite the offense embarrassing itself in the first two games against the Padres, despite blowing the finale against the Cubs, which, ooh, had similarities to the way they blew the final game at the All-Star break to the Pirates. Like, they're 59-37. and They're a better baseball team than what they were last year. They just are. No question. And and, and that's the reason why, right, it doesn't feel like the world is, is collapsing. I just want to have a nice 
division win at the end of the season. I don't want to sit there and have to battle for a wild card. That, that, to me, is ridiculous. However, the one thing I do feel a little nervous about with the Braves, yes, they've been the hottest team in baseball since whatever, whether 35 and 12 or something like that. They, Soroka should come back at some point. How effective he'll be, who knows. Duvall just got hurt. They're going to be aggressive again yeah. at the trade deadline, which they were last year. And that's where we the Mets collapsed. And just remember this, though. Throws. Remember this about the Braves, since we're going to mention what Atlanta did last year. None of those moves at the time put the fear of God in you. None of them. They were all small, uh, uh, needed fixing of holes but none of them was like that game changer oh my god can you believe the Atlanta Braves acquired this guy so let that be a reminder for us as much as I want J.D. Martinez or Josh Bell or Wilson Contreras if you're thinking about catchers sometimes it is the move and maybe Daniel Vogelbach fits this sometimes it's those small moves that are necessary that turn out to be the difference in all of this so while the Atlanta Braves certainly went out and were aggressive before the trade deadline, and I blame that five-game series where the Mets lost three out of five against them that gave Anthopolis the hope of, hey, we're still in this thing, they were all, I don't want to say they were on the margin moves. I think they were more significant than that, but they weren't blockbuster moves that put the fear of God in you. And sometimes those are the moves that make all the difference. So as much as we want the star-driven move, those aren't necessarily the ones that make the biggest difference come October. No, you're right. But what they did, though, they made a yeah. lot of them. That's the one thing that they, they have like a surplus of guys. When we were talking about, oh, we can't imagine the Mets getting three arms plus a catcher plus a third baseman. Well, that's kind of what the Braves did last year. Not, not the biggest moves, but they did fill in every single gap possible. They literally had yeah. a new outfit. By the way, what's also happened, and I don't think it's a big deal because if you – have studied this new playoff format. It benefits the Mets. The L.A. Dodgers have won eight in a row. They've completely run away with the best record in the National League. And the only reward you get for having the best record in the National League is home field advantage throughout. If you finish with the second best record in the National League, you also get a first round bye. So I'm going to explain this to everybody listening so you can understand why the Mets are better off finishing with the second best record in the league instead of the first best record in the league. You'll like this. Right now, all right, right now, the New York Mets would face the winner of the St. Louis Cardinals Milwaukee Brewers divisional or wild card series. Okay, that's who they'd face the Cardinals or the Brewers. The Dodgers would face the winner of the Braves Padres wild card series. So just think about this, Mets fans. And I, I, I also think this playoff format is completely effed up. I don't think it's smart. There's no reseeding. I called up Major League Baseball to confirm this. They set it up like a bracket, okay? The Mets would again face the winner of Brewers-Cardinals. The Dodgers would face the winner of Braves-Padres. Bro, <laughs> I mean... That makes no because sense. Because the Brewers won their division or are leading their division. And so they wouldn't want to have the team with the best record have to face a co-division winner. But what we forget is that sometimes you win the division and you're not as good as one or two of the wild card teams. I believe that baseball will eventually fix this and do some reseeding. But for this season, the New York Mets clearly are better off finishing, obviously winning the division, obviously finishing with a top two record. 
but being number two is better than being number one. So you're saying there's a strategy behind them trying to slow down how many wins they have this season. Got it. Okay. Uh, I, I wish it was that easy. I, I find this, by the way, repulsive. I think this playoff format in a lot of ways has major, major flaws. And I think this is clearly one of them. I mean, for the New York Mets, team-wise, bracket-wise, to be better off by a significant margin. And I don't mean that as any disrespect towards the Brewers. I think the Brewers are really good. I think they were my preseason team to, I forget what I picked them to do, get to the World Series or get to the NLCS, I think their rotation is really, really dangerous. But the Brewers and Cardinals, you do not fear them as much as I think you would fear the Atlanta Braves or the San Diego Padres, who obviously had pretty good success against the Mets this year, winning four out of six. So I leave you with that note, Mets fans. Think about that. Number two, better than number one. Just not in the division. Got to win this freaking division. And right now the lead is a game and a half. Um, We'll be on and do a pod right after Mets-Yankees, the brief two-game series Tuesday night and Wednesday night, and then again after they play a big weekend against the Miami Marlins. Another week that they start in first place in the National League East. Thank you for listening to Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. 